Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. I want to say video. In- Sign up to the Economist for in-depth, curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to the Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Intro speed keeps changing. Faster, slower. Is it just me, or is my video card finally bust? I don't know. Let's see what the audience has to say that they have any interesting issues with the uh with that uh intro was it slowing down was it speeding up i don't know well let's see what the folks have to say anyway folks welcome to another edition of politics and right i'm here trying to get things straight so bear with me as we speak bear with me as we speak right now my friends let's see i need to bring one more thing up to the air and then we can get started as we should we can get started as we should anyway we are going to have a great program for you today folks we are going to have a great program for you today anyhow so what is up uh what what are your thoughts what do you think is the most important topic we should cover today before i have several topics you you saw what the titles are i have several topics what do you think are the top, the best topics for us to cover today? Anyhow, let's get busy. Welcome aboard, Michael Rutnin. Welcome aboard, Bridge MCP. Welcome aboard, Tom C. Lee Grant. Um, let's see, Bridge MCP is in the house. We also have, let's see, AVQ. I'm scrolling up, scrolling up. Yvette Avery Herod, welcome to Politics Done Right. If I missed you. Forgive me. Anyhow, let's go ahead and get started with E2247 says, Mitakuye, wasiayapete, wate, all my relatives, good day. I trust that that is what that there means. Okay, anyhow, let's continue. Al Jazeera, COP28 draft deal slam for dropping call to phase out fossil fuels. Oil rich countries are pushed back against proposed language that underscores need to move away from fossil fuels. Crazy. A draft deal at COP28. Climate talks in Dubai uh, stop short of calling on nations to gradually phase out fossil fuels, whose use is a primary driver of climate change and increasingly extreme weather across the globe. These guys are blind. What's wrong with these people? I mean, grown men are the problem. The draft was released. Grown men and capitalism is the problem. They just can't see it. It's like they don't think things are happening. The draft was released on Monday, and its critics allege that oil-rich countries have used their influence to water down its language on the need to eliminate fossil fuels. While more uh, more than 100 countries of the nearly 200 attending, the United Nations climate talks have called for planet-warming fossil fuels to be phased out. Oil-producing nations such as Saudi Arabia and Iran have firmly opposed the inclusion of such language. The Reuters uh, news agency reported that the United Arab Emirates, which is hosting the summit, had come under pressure from Saudi Arabia to drop any mentions of fossil fuels from the conference agreement. It cited unnamed sources with knowing that of the discussion for its reports. Monday's draft nixes a previous call to phase out all fossil fuels and offer eight option countries could consider to cut emissions. The conference has faced criticism for close ties with fossil fuel interests 
from start, especially from a UAE named Al Al-Jabbar, who runs a state all company to preside over climate change. You should hear what he had to say. On, on, I, I saw him on a news show. I think that's a guy who said there's no evidence of climate change uh, caused by fossil fuel. Crazy people. I should be furious, but I basically saw this coming. Oil producing nations would rather keep their short term profits than do something while the world burns. Last chance to muster. We're pissing away the final few years where our civilization would act to forestall global meltdown. The path uh, we're on by 2027, global warming will exceed 1.5 degrees Celsius and climate collapse falls out of human hands. The path we're on, civilization collapses within my lifetime. May I live long enough to see the end. You wonder about these people. You wonder about these people. Bridge MCP says, Washington, federal investigators have gained access to White House cell phone records, including a phone used by former President Donald Trump and could use the information as evidence in the special counsel 2020 election related trial. Prosecutors revealed late Monday. While it remains unclear exactly what prosecutors got their hands on and how much the White House cell phone records account for Trump pass online activity throughout the whole post-election period might be called to discuss the data during the trial. This person, whom Smith refers to as an expert three in a court filing, extracted and processed data from the White House cell phones used by the defendant and other individual uh, ones. Smith filing said, expert three also specifically identified the periods of time during which the defendant's phone was unlocked and the Twitter application was open on January 6th. The filing also says the witness reviewed and analyzed data on the defendant's phone and on individuals one's phone, including analyzing images found on the phones and website. Oh, 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 it could actually have data. What can I say? All right. Uh, Tom C says audio and video seems to be good. Bridge MCP also says John Oliver on the terrifying state of America's freight train industry. On last week tonight, the host discussed the many ways under-regulated and dangerous industry puts people at risk. The host uh, prefaced the episode by saying that trains are objectively good, moving 28% of the, the country's freight, and are in much better uh, for the environment than other options, making up less than 2% of transportation emissions. John Oliver, uh, but earlier this year, the crash in East Palestine was an example of what can happen when things go wrong, causing $803 million worth of damage. Last year, there were more than 1,000 train derailments in the U.S., and the, act, the fact that one of them caused a huge, that none of them caused a huge loss of lives, more luck than anything else, given that they didn't happen in major urban areas. Good point. Michael says, most of the commentators I follow are talking about Jack Smith taking this case to the Supreme Court to prevent Trump from his nonsensical claim of complete presidential immunity. Imagine for a moment if it was Clinton, Obama, or Biden taking, talking about total presidential immunity. The right wing would be screaming tyranny and grabbing their guns. Just to be clear, there's a black letter law in our constitution, which I think so few conservatives have actually read, especially the ones that says, we the people, avatar profile image. United States Constitution, Article 1, Section 3, Clause 7, judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than to removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit in the United States. But the party convicted shall nevertheless be liable and subject to indictment, trial, judgment, and punishment according to the law. You would think that the... Uh, you would think that they would have read that, right? You would think that their lawyers would have read that. But who knows? 
Who knows? Carl Cox is in the house. He says money talks. Bribes will be used to bribe officials all over the world. Earth is doomed. (sighs) Cox. I love you, Carl Cox. But stop it. I don't want anybody in politics done right to use the word. It's doom. It's over. It's done. I can name you people after people after people after people if they had said that. If black people had said, it's done, we're done fighting, it's all over, we can't fight for freedom. If women had said, we won't fight uh, fight for uh, our, our vote, we won't fight for the things that we're doing. If the indigenous people have not continued their fight to, to, to get more out of their government, even as they need much, much, much more. If our people around the world just threw their hands up in the air, remember, the few controls the mind of the many so that the few can remain in power. Politics done right is here to remind the many that they are already empowered and to neglect the projection and the imagery that the few would place on you to deny you the power you have. Capiche? We never, ever give up. Ever. Their goal is to get you so down that you say, I no longer can. There are no options. They're going to win anyway. That is completely false. Don't fall for it. Brother Carl, we are in in this together. Love you, brother. All right. Let's see what else we got. Michael, if Trump wins, then Biden has immunity. LOL. It's funny, right? Because they forget that. Bruce Pollard is in the house. Welcome aboard, Bruce. He says, love you all. Eric Hay says, so I bet they won't look at the alias email, Biden. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, uh, let's see what else we got here. What else have we got here? Uh, coming down, coming down, coming down. Um, Bridge MCP says, I listened to Right Media today to see if the comments were the same. Exact words. Brother, I mean, sister. Exactly. It, it, it's an echo machine. It's an echo machine. By the way, do you like this uh, hoodie here? You can get it at our store, politicsandright.com slash store. I am a progressive. You know, this. they have it in many different colors, guys. Check it out. Wear, check it out and wear it and send me a picture with it. Anyhow, let's go to our first video. Michael Steele has something to tell us. Let's listen to Brother Steele. Yeah, and I can get, let me see if I can get the hoodie on. Here's the hoodie. There we go. <laughs> Can't get it over these big mics. The other day, my daughter looked at me and said, Egberto, our daddy, that mic, that, that, that thing is so big. Yes, it's a big headset, but it feels comfortable. It's nice, and the sound quality is very good. But before I go, I must give my brother Lee Grant some kudos. He says, PDR, doom-free zone. We are uh, the zone of love and the zone of doom freedom. Freedom from doom. All right, let's listen to Michael Steele, and then we'll take it on the other side. 
Basil Smackle and uh, Michael Steele nailed it. Uh, first of all, Basil made an interesting point. There was once a big march in, in, in D.C., the Million Man March. The Million Man March that was not only much bigger, was not only huge, they cleaned up behind themselves. And then come these uh, insurrectionists from all over the country, those supporters, unruly supporters of Donald Trump. They come and they mess the Capitol up. They break into the Capitol, destroy property, throw feces and God knows what all over the place, just like a whole bunch of hoodlums. And now we have the Speaker of the House who is releasing the tapes. we got to remember, these were guys who once said that the people who actually invade the Capitol were Antifa and Black Lives Matter. In other words, your eyes was deceiving you. Your eyes were deceiving you. But now that they're going to release these all these tapes so that you can make your mind up whether it's an insurrection or not, they want to blur out all the faces of the people as if the the uh, the Department of uh, the Department of Justice doesn't have the original tapes. But for the audience, because you know how they try to con they they try to convince the audience of things that are not, so that the audience would act like unruly criminals and put some fear into, let's say, the Justice Department, etc., if they would let them. Let's be clear here. No, no protection for these guys. The Speaker of the House is not only a hypocrite, he's actually someone who is supporting yet another insurrection. Let's listen to what Michael Steele had to say, as, uh, as well as uh, Basil Smichael, and then we'll take it on the other. I was one of a million black men. Uh, on the mall in 1995 in the Million Men March. Mm -hmm. Not one of us stormed the Capitol. In fact, we cleaned up after ourselves. If any one of us had ever done anything coming close to what those insurrectionists have done, I would not be here on this, uh, at this desk with you today. But the fact that you have individuals who are supporting Donald Trump, who have like-minded support, um, and colleagues in Congress that are that are keen on protecting them. It doesn't really speak to what happens if Donald Trump becomes president. It really speaks to who we are as a country today, whether he's president or not, that this is that this is something that members of Congress are willing to do to protect folks who are trying to overthrow the government. And yet, Michael Steele, this will be the first presidential election since January 6th. We always return to this question of saliency, right? Will it motivate voters? We know that this exists as sort of a Rorschach test for where you are politically. If, if you are Democrats, how, how do you keep what happened on January 6th in the foreground? Do you want to? Yeah, you do. I think um, it's, it's pressing. This, I get the economy is so important. I know that what's happening globally is so important. But this, this goes to the heart of who we are as, as citizens, as Americans, as a country. When we have to, to Basil's excellent points, you know, this isn't that we're past the one man thing. This is what people are doing on their own initiative to protect the man, <laughs> right? To, to protect the, the corruption of the process. Uh, and that's on us. That's on us because guess what, folks? You elect them. You elect them. We we have a say in that process, and we have a we have the tools and the keys to 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 fix it. And I and I think more broadly, you know, when you're when you're looking at you know the idea of you know that clip you played with the congressman, 
He talks about these people are innocent. Innocent of what? They breached the Capitol by force. There's no innocent, there's nothing innocent about that. What are they innocent of? You want to blur their faces? But wait a minute. You told us for how long that there was Black Lives Matter in Antifa. Why would you want to blur their faces? Are you protecting Black Lives Matter and Antifa now? Because you spent the last few years haranguing the hell out of them for the least little thing. And so to Basil's point, if anyone else did what those individuals did on January 6th, that congressman would not be defending them. He would not say they're innocent when they breached the Capitol in the space he was just sitting in doing that interview. He would, be, he would be going after them. He would not be looking at this as anything other than what it was, sedition, insurrection. So we've got to be honest about this conversation. And when we hear this stuff from individuals who want to protect the thing that is corrupting us from within, you either accept that, remain silent, or you speak out against it. So, yes, folks. Uh, it is important that you listen to what Michael Steele said as well. Something that he added there. Remember, there are people who voted these politicians into office. They voted them into office and they're doing these things. Ultimately, that responsibility goes to those who voted them in. It is imperative that they do the right thing. Else, the farce continues. Else the force continues. Anyway, let me get back to the scroll. While that was playing, I was busy off getting some other things taken care of. Let's see. Uh, Michael Rodin says, Lee Grant, I keep talking about global meltdown becoming inevitable. As we're pissing away our last few years where we can do something and you think we're doom-free zone? Oh, no, Rodin. What I'm saying here, Brother Rodin, is not that we are a doom. What we are is we are not going to ever throw up our hands and say, doom be ye there. We are going to continuously engage, which I hope that is the reason everybody is here, because we make a difference. We will continue to make a difference. And in fact, as soon as I get off this call, or here, not call, as soon as I get off this program, I got to run into town because we have an important vote in our executive committee meeting for the Democratic Party where we have to do and get some things done because we don't take, you know what, we make sure things get done. All right, let's see what else we got here. What else we got here? Brisa Santa is rethinking giving out coal to not naughty kids. <laughs> all right michael says uh let's see did i miss anything before i scroll all the way down maywood is in the house he says good afternoon everybody uh let's see uh eric says use a pipeline and won't need trains my hunch is that pipelines in as much as they shouldn't be they've been pretty damn leaky and sometimes leaks takes a while to be found at least we know when a rail uh, when a train derails pretty darn early right i think so Okay, uh, Michael Rennes says, replying to Bridge MCP, East Palestine wasn't enough for our nation to learn. Trains are practically unregulated, miles-long trains, hazardous material, explosive, whatever else is on board. The next time a major train derailment destroys a city, per maybe we'll finally learn that we can't let industry regulate themselves. It's going to be big. It's going to be huge. 
it's going to be a monster and we still won't learn if we don't vote. You know, um, the right wing has been excellent in the way they do things. Number one, they get you, get you to disassociate yourself from government. So they get you to disassociate yourself from we, the people of the United States, being the government. Now, if you're disassociated from the government, then they can say that that entity called the government has too much darn regulations and it slows down what we, the independents, we, the private sector, can do for you, right? They're stopping us from doing it. It's false. It's false. When we leave the private sector to its own device in a capitalist system, what it does is it maximizes profits all the time at your expense. Health insurance companies maximize profits by denying you care. Hospitals maximize profits on both ends by taking advantage of the pricing that they give you and diminishing your care. Meat packers look the other way as your meat is polluted. Growers, uh, commercial growers uh, have stock, uh, have great, uh, uh, livestock right next to crops, which cross contamination can give you all kinds of diseases from salmonella to what's the one that cows give you again? Uh, uh, the thesis from cows, I can't remember that disease. All right. So, yeah, be careful. Be careful. Uh, the private sector unregulated is not your friend. You know, I mean, I, I know you've been learned to think that way. You have been indoctrinated into thinking government is bad. And somehow, if something gets placed into the private sector, it's inherently better. That could not be the biggest fallacy there is on this planet. And that indoctrination has been going into you for decades and decades. Yesterday, I called one of my good friends who call into the KPFT show every morning a slave. And let me explain. Because he, called, he calls me every day. And, and he I think deep on the inside, he understands why. I want you to listen to this. There was a story that we told, a true story that we told, where we talk about how money gets out. You know, you may have the person who is leading, you know, uh, the, the capitalist who finds a job, a $15,000 job. And the worker who actually gets the work done makes $4,000. So this guy gets $15,000 to the corporation for which he's doing the job. He pays the worker $4,000. And we call that, that is simply wrong, right? And the guy calls back in. The guy calls in. Uh, Brian calls in and he says, Egberto, you look at that as being something wrong. I look at it as being something good. Like, why? Because what that guy, that, because that guy had contacts, I was able to make $4,000. And my answer is, but he made $15,000 for doing nothing. You inherently think what he did, his, his largesse, warranted him making three times, four times what you made. You know who thinks like that? The same people who believe there should be a queen or a king. Just because of your bloodline, you are inherently worth something, whether you can produce something for society or not. 
And you see that it's still inculcated in our minds that Donald Trump is worth something because may, he may have a few people employed for him, even as he's likely one of the dumbest cats in the market. But that he means something. We have to get away from that indoctrination. You see, when I came to the United States, right? Because that's there in Panama as well. You have the class of people that people revere. And you, you, you know, you're like me, I'm in Panama and I'm like, why the hell do I care about the Tagaropoulos? The Tagaropoulos just opened a whole bunch of stores in Panama. They're of Greek origin. They come to Panama and they exploit the Panamanians, open grocery stores. And I mean, why do I revere them? I went to school that, uh, with, with a, a couple of them. Why would I revere them? Okay. Um, I, I tell you a quick story. Quick, quick, quick story. I went to school in Panama, all right? Uh, on the Canal Zone, there were, uh, there were two groups of schools on the Canal Zone. That's the territory that borders the canal. There were the, what they call the Latin American schools on the Canal Zone. And then there were the American schools on the Canal Zones. For the Panamanians who had particular level jobs in the Canal Zone, they had to live in the Canal Zone and their kids went to school in the canal zone. Now I see it as an indoctrination engine that I didn't see it as until I got over to the United States. But I realized it was an indoctrination engine for the Panamanians who lived in the canal zone. But we weren't indoctrinated. We fought back. So we, for the longest time, had a two-tier school system. The American schools were very well funded. They had all the equipment. And the Latin American schools on the canal zone Funded by the, the Canal Zone government, which is quasi under the direction of the United States Congress, they, they funded the Latin American school for the Panamanians, but it was substandard. Only the, the band room had air conditioning, while all the schools on the Canal Zone had air conditioning. Uh, we had some of our buildings were wooden. Uh, we had all, all our teachers were good. However, our teachers were all teachers educated. Uh, in the United States, some of them at some of the HVUs, some of them at the, the big universities in the Northeast, etc. They educated. They, they were our educators in, in the Canal Zone. So our guys came to the United States and said, we wanted the same kind of uh, the same level of schooling that they gave to the Americans on the Canal Zone. OK, we had a lot of our guys come up to the United States and fought for that. Well, finally, they're going to integrate the schools. The parents on the Canal Zone, and these were American parents living in my country on the Canal Zone, they went, they pitched a pissifit that we Panamanians would come and pollute their school, right? We speak funny. You think I got an accent? Now you should hear my accent then. We speak funny. We, we don't deserve to be there, all that good stuff. Well, you know, it, that was back into the, the late 70s, right? And they finally decided they're going to have, the, the pressure was too much. We, the people on the canal zone, we ran the canal. We are the ones that made things happen in the canal. Yes, you had the Americans there, but most of the real workers were Panamanian citizens. Okay? So they couldn't get us too upset. All right. So they merged the schools. And I remember when they were merging the schools, our teachers told us plain blank, 
plain blank. You guys are representing us there. You know what they think about you out there. You guys better go and do the right thing. And interestingly, it, this had nothing to do with the kids on the canal, uh, the American kids on the canal zone. They loved us. The biggest fear that they had were that we were going to get together and live harmoniously. The kids of from Panama and the, the, the Panamanians on the canal zone and the Americans on the canal zone. And you know what? It was the kids interacted. Our housing on the canal zone was substandard to the housing in the canal zone for the Americans. And all those, you know, it, it, it was, you know, we used to, all those white kids used to come and populate our neighborhoods in, in Arcoiris, Rainbow City, where we lived. All, they, they, it was a new experience for them. And they would come and, and we all had fun together. And then the first time, it was the first graduation, right? Uh, I was the speaker for the, the class and Jacqueline Sell was the American speaker for the class. So it, it, it just turned out that we had an American speaker and a Panamanian speaker. But here is the kicker. The first 12 or 13 positions by GPA went to Panamanians. The, the valedictorian came from Chiriki. The salutatorian, I think, came from, I think, Colón, my, my state, my province. And then, of course, I came in third. The thing about it is, uh, the, the thing about what was funny is that they thought that we were going to bring down their scores. And what we did was elevated the competition. Because we cleaned house when we went to those schools. Just, just, just a matter of information. I don't remember how I got on the subject, but I got on the subject. Anyhow, let me continue reading what my peeps are telling me. All right, let's see. Uh, Bridge MCP says old school Republicans are uh, possibly their children vote Republican because they always have. That's true. They do not look at their voting record. This is not the grand old party anymore. Uh, what else? Bridge MCP also said Fox, Newsmax, and others, and some YouTube channel. Yeah, the, the misinformation channels. The misinformation channels. Okay, I'm scrolling down to see what I need to read. I now laugh at the right comments. So ignorant, so much echoing from right-wing media. Exactly. When you understand where it comes from, what you do is you start to feel, oh my God, I feel for you. Just please continue to hang around because... Even if you don't admit to learning something, you will be learning. Michael Rudnan says, Harvard, this is in the United States where underestimation was particularly pronounced. The actual pay ratio of CEO to unskilled workers, 354 to 14, exceeded the estimate of 30 to 1, which in turn far exceeded the ideal ratio of 7 to 1. Tom C. to Mike Cisak, what is your source for this information? Can't find from a reliable source. I mean, by now, you should understand that Michael Cisak is completely taken over by a force we have little control over. Uh, Bridge MCP says, Egberto, just occurred to me why Texas has one star on the flag. It's a review. <laughs> that is funny, Bridge. But leave my state alone, Bridge. Why are you giving my state a hard time, Bridge? Okay, Melanie Keenan says, air conditioning is overrated. It makes you fat. Hey, 
But you're right. Okay. All right. Melanie Keelan said, Latin American public schools are very good. Yes, they are. A lot of people don't realize that. They don't realize how good they are. People who went to Abel Bravo and Rufo Garay, these are all schools in Colón. You go to the schools, you say like, oh, it doesn't look all that nice in the school. But the level of education that comes out of those schools, it's utter amazing. It is utter amazing. All right. Our second video has to do with right wing Joe Marsh, uh, Joe Walsh. I don't know if you guys remember Joe Walsh. We used to think Joe Walsh was a right wing nut. We thought Joe Walsh was a right wing nut until he came and uh, until we got Donald Trump and his sycophants and the people who voted for Donald Trump. I want you to listen to this and we'll take it on the other side. When very right wing Republican representative, former Republican representative Joe Walsh from Illinois comes out and says Donald Trump is a is a danger. Yes, he wants to be a dictator, but he's a danger. When he comes out and he says that this is an that what Donald Trump runs is an autocratic cult, an autocratic right wing cult, you know that we're talking about something that is pretty darn serious. And the, the thing that he points out that I think more need to point out is the people that need some talking to right now are misled Republican voters who are a member of the cult. But you know one thing, it's hard to get people out of the cult. The cult doesn't represent a majority. The cult does not even represent the necessary majority in swing states. The problem is that we have supporters of Donald Trump for millions of other reasons or, or people that simply won't vote for the Democratic ticket or otherwise because they just can't stomach to do it. And in so doing, they ultimately give power to the cult. Folks, we have to be smart with our vote. We have to make sure not to make that mistake. Listen to what Joe Walsh had to say and Jennifer Rubin as well. I think you're going to find it quite interesting. Then we'll move it on the other side. Thank you both for being here. Joe Walsh, let me start with you. I've sort of been using the language as the Republican Party goes further and further to the right, but I always think that that's a separate issue, right? The, the rightward shift of the Republican Party is not what we're really talking about here. We're talking about authoritarianism and dictatorship and, and fealty and all these weird other things that are not even the same as when you were uh, sort of a, you were on the right of the Republican Party in Congress. Ellie, back when I was in Congress, part of the Tea Party wave, uh, you didn't like me much back then, and I understood it, but you and because I was right, probably too far right on the issues, and you'd have me on your show and we would debate and argue those issues. This isn't a left-right thing. You nailed it in your top today. One of America's two major political parties has become an authoritarian embracing cult. That's the headline. That's the fear. This has nothing to do with left, right on the issues. This has everything to do with Republican voters. And we don't talk about them enough, Ali. We talk about Trump all the time. Mm -hmm. But the Republican base wants an authoritarian. They want a dictator. They tell me that every single day. 
Jen, let's explore that a little bit. Um, it doesn't seem logical that anybody would want that, but we've seen in history it happens. Most dictators in history didn't overthrow a government. They were brought in and then just stayed in power, which is pretty much what Donald Trump is advertising, right? Just vote me in. I'll take care of the rest. Why is that not as alarming as it sounds to the three of us? Because people are deluded into thinking he is their champion, that they have been wronged somehow. Stuff has been taken away from them. America has changed in some nefarious fashion. And he is going to champion them and, quote, real Americans and put them back in charge. He is going to be their retribution. And unfortunately, some people... To some people, that's very appealing. They don't look upon government as a problem solver. They don't look at government as the entity that is responsible for improving people's lives. They look at it as a way of channeling their primal anger, their resentment, um, and even their hatred for some aspects of American society. So you're right in saying, and Joe is absolutely right, of Eventually, this does come back to the voters. And we can bemoan that many in the mainstream press, unlike you, are not alarmed enough, are not taking this seriously enough, or treating this like just another election. But ultimately, it's the Republican voters that, despite all evidence to the contrary, thinks he's going to be a fit, competent, uh, great president. And so we are on this glide path. At the very least, we're going to have Trump, I think, as the GOP nominee. And when he doesn't win, God willing, we're going to see violence, the likes of which we didn't even see on January 6th. Joe, let's go back to this whole idea because you, your whole thing in the last uh, decade or so has been engaging people, right? That's why when you and I shared no views on anything, you'd always be on my show and we'd always argue. And now that you're sort of out of the Republican Party and you're out of that mainstream, you continue to maintain dialogue with these voters, right? These people you're talking about. Is there any reasoning with them? Is there any talking to them? Do they get any of this stuff? And do they discount it as bluster that shouldn't be taken seriously? Um, Ali, in general, no. But with some of them, eventually, yes. To what you, and, and by the way, I, I, again, just props to you, Ali, because you have been sounding this alarm about authoritarianism from the beginning. Thank you for that. I still engage with the Republican Party base because I come from the base. Um, they've given up on democracy. They've given up on the democratic process. Like they've got the America in their mind that they want back. They don't believe the normal democratic process can get it back for them. Hence, they want a strong man. But Ali, when I when I talk to them, what I find is when I can just respectfully but repeatedly put nuggets of truth in front of them like the election wasn't stolen and you keep going down that road with them eventually the light bulb will go off for some of them but i'm afraid to say for most of them it's 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 almost mission impossible right now joe waltz and uh jennifer rubin and of course ali velshi nails it Folks, we got a lot of work to do. There's 11 months left till we have the next election. 11 months. There's a lot of work to do. We better start now. Forget about all those advisors, those analysts, those 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 guys up in Washington who has never met somebody in Appalachia, who has never met somebody in central Ohio, who has never met somebody in Wisconsin and these other places. And let's start going to the ground. 
where people know the people they're talking to. The Democratic Party needs to wise up. You know who has the Republican Party because they are feeding they are feeding their info to these guys through grassroots organizations, through churches, through every other avenue. As many of the analysts for Democrats stay in their ivory towers instead of hitting the pavement and going to where the people are so that they can understand the wants and needs of the people. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us, please join. Absolutely so, folks. Absolutely so. Okay, let's get back to our chatter here with our peeps. Lee Grant says, implies that CSEC is possessed. Oh, I don't know. CSEC, are you possessed? Based on, the, based on what you're putting in the chat, brother, it's a close call, man. It's a close call. You know, I love you, man, but it's a close call, CSAC. I can't read what you say because it's really, with all as kind as I can put it, it's, it's nonsense. It is provably nonsensical. But hey, if you want to remain delusional, I can't help you. But we can help those people who want to be informed here. All right. Michael Ruddin says, whenever I post on here, I always offer citations to sources known to be reputable. I put in the effort to make sure the information comes from a highly factual sites. You almost never see that from the conservatives who post here. And he's correct. And in case anybody forget, uh, this, uh, our EgbertoWillies.com, where I write all my blogs, are actually considered uh, by every review highly factual. Just want you to know, so you can also feel free to quote uh, Politics Done Right, because we as well are highly factual. And I just want to put that on. Since, since Brother Rudnan is talking about factual stuff, etc., here is where Politics Done Right is rated. As you can see, uh, press freedom rank, mostly free. Uh, FVC credibility. High credibility. And uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, factual reporting, high. So vote factual reporting and uh, credibility rating, high and high credibility. Just thought you guys might want to know. So CSAC, when you're talking your stuff, understand that what we do here is credible. Uh, Michael Rodin says, on those few occasions, the conservatives actually post from a known good site. Their impression of the article often doesn't match the content of the article, as if they never read past the headline. Yes, I actually check the good links. They post on rare occasions. They link from somewhere good. It's such a pity. It's such a pity. Okay, I want to say it again. Mainstream network media always loves anti-Trump Republicans more than progressives. I know it's it hurts, right? Bridge MCP says, Egberto Willis, we would have a rule 
for the posse. If your comment is about what you say are facts, then you must cite a middle-of-the-road site, not right or left. Otherwise, skip the comment. You can use media bias, put in your site, and see where it stands. And you can see my bias is actually left, though. So I may disagree with you a little bit, dear Bridge, because I want people to cite me. And I am left, but very. I, I think we need to modify that. As long as the site is factual. Again, take a look at it being factual. Because I am definitely left, but factual. And they have two ways of judging factuality. One is MVCBR and the other one. So again, I am a factual site. All right, let's see what else we got. Ground news. I like ground news. They bring a lot of different uh, perspectives together. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Does Mike Cisek believe that there are now low info left-leaning sites? Mm, interesting. Uh, Lee Grant says, sound a bit authoritarian. It might tamper free speech. Uh, what will tamper free speech? I'm not sure. Uh, Michael Rodney says, I'm going to guess that Lee Grant would probably say that politicians and pundits lying to people and about political issues for the purpose of enriching themselves count as free speech. It's no wonder we have so many problems. Used to be that politics was about deciding on how we should act based on shared sets of facts. But now we can even agree on facts. No, we can agree on facts. Look, don't, don't fall into that trap. We agree on facts. The reason you'd see some folks disagree about facts, Rudnin, is that they know the facts doesn't justify what they're saying. But no, we agree on facts. They know it. All right, let's see what else we got. Tom C says, the four Pinocchios. <laughs> Lee, Eric, Mike, and Daniel. <laughs> that is funny. You got to admit, that is funny. Uh, Michael, uh, Michael Ronan says, Mike Cisak blames the deep state for that what corporations and their lobbyists are doing. You ever heard of Alec? There's a lot of Republicans we are talking uh, taking their marching orders and bail surpass their look. I've been fighting Alec from the time I was on the board of Move to a Men. Alec simply takes a law, put it together, and sends that law to every legislature. And every legislature, I mean, it's almost like having a federal legislature, right? They create a, co a corporate law and they pass it to every legislature, and every legislature pass it. Take a look at some of the abortion language. They come up with the language and they pass it to every legislature and then they pass it. Amazing. The consistency. Tom, where's your limerick? I don't see any limerick from Tom today. Uh, let's see what else we got. Bridge MCP Segberto, please scroll up before Michael Rudnan comment and read mine. Before Michael Rudnan comment and read yours. What did yours say, Bridge? Are you talking about the media bias check or are you talking about, come on, Bridge, if I, if I screwed up, put it back in the list again. Copy paste it for me because I, I did read your stuff about um, what to read. Uh, Michael says, Egberto, it is sad that the United States is considered mostly free under the press freedom markings, rankings. The corporate consolidation takeover of 90% of the media has done so much damage. Yes, it has. Okay, what else have we got here? Um, Egberto asked a conservative, what do they believe lies, what, what, who do they believe lies more? 
politicians or scientists? Be prepared for some shock. No, I know. I know. It's all well and, and documented in the Powell memo, guys. The Powell memo defined it. And here is my limerick of the day. Thank you, Mr. Tom Zarnick. And here we go. It's about Ken Paxton. Here we go. Get ready. Everybody ready? Let's start it. Ken Paxton is attorney general of Texas. He's rude, crude, corrupt, and reckless. Denies women reproductive rights and care. Would ban life-saving abortions everywhere. Appeals to men misogynistic and sexist. I love it. Wow. When did you write that one, uh, Sarnik? Did you just come up with that one? No, Egberto Willis, you read it. Thank you. Okay, just checking, just checking, just checking. Oh, wait a minute. It seems like Tom has two limericks for us today. So here's the second limerick. Let's get busy. A woman in Texas had the horrible misfortune of an unviable pregnancy needing an abortion. A.G. Ken Paxton said no to physician. State Supremes confirm his position. Reproductive health care denied is a legal distortion. Wow. Another good one. Love that. All right. Michael Ruiz says, Egberto, please read this one out from Bridge. We should have a rule for the posse. If your comment is about what you say are facts, then you must cite a middle-of-the-road site, not right or left. Otherwise, skip the comment. You can use media bias, but your site and see where it stands. That's my, I, I have a corollary to uh, Bridge MCP's rule. It's not about left or right. It's about accuracy and fact base. If you want to quote a right-wing site, feel free to quote it as long as they're right, as long as they're factually correct. Same applies to the left-wing site. My site is called left-wing because all over my website is about the progressive policies. If there is a right-wing site telling the truth, quote it. Unfortunately, there are not many of those. Okay, there are not many of those at all. Eric says, Egberto, you also forgot the lady this morning called Ken, old white guy in her description, which had nothing to do with the subject. Um, old white, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, Eric. That was Mika Brzezinski who said that. And when Mika Brzezinski said uh, the old white guy wanting to uh, control women's bodies, it is a stereotype, okay, that because old white men is the power structure. And that is what she was trying to allude to. But I tell you something that I agree with you on. I think it distracted from the message, the true message, uh, to some extent. I'm not, look, I am not going to hit her on how she expressed herself. That's her choice of expressing herself. However, if I were speaking about it, even though today when I give my speech at the, the, um, the, the CEC, the County Executive Committee, I will use a few racialized terms because they are apropos in what I'm going to be talking about. You know, remember, I don't believe in race, but we are in a racialized society and thus you can't tuck your head in the sand. All right. Uh, Michael Rodden says, Austin, American Statements. 
So Texas Supreme Court rules against first woman to seek a, a court approved abortion in 50 years. I hadn't paid attention to this, but imagine having to get a court order in order to get approval for a medical procedure. This is nuts. And I hope Democrats understand what they need to do with that message. It's the perfect message. I mean, this woman had to leave the state because the Supreme Court of Texas, we can't even say that the law was misinterpreted. The Supreme Court of Texas said she couldn't have the abortion. In other words, if you destroy your body, so be it. Amazing. I know that story as well, Bridge. Black Ohio woman's risk after pregnancy loss begs the question, what do you do after a miscarriage? Amidst the trend of pregnancy criminalization, Rickon looked into how birthing people experience pregnancy loss and what to expect during a miscarriage. She went to the hospital twice and was refused. She had a miscarriage and flushed it. Nothing new for women. You know? Um, you know, what can I say? Uh, that is who a lot of these people vote for. Now it is up for women to get out there and vote their interest. It is for women to vote their interest. And you know what I think they have been doing? Voting their interest. That's why the polls in all in Kansas was wrong. The poll in Ohio wasn't quite accurate to show the magnitude of the win on those abortion rulings, those abortion votes. So, yeah, I'm with you. Anyway, folks, we're coming to the end of the show. I want to ask you all to support the program. And how can you best do that? You can best support the program by uh, going to politicsunright.com slash support. Politicsunright.com slash support. That gives you all the different ways in which you can support our program. Alternatively, please uh, not alternatively, but I'd love all who have the wherewithal to to buy politics and write a coffee a month. You know, four four bucks a month or so. Uh, please become a subscriber of our newsletter. Just go to politicsandwrite.com slash newsletter. Politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. I have it there in the feed. One more time. Politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Look, the newsletter is free. Those of you who choose to pay for the newsletter, you get access to all of my books, both current books and subsequent books that I write. I have three books in the writing right now. I've already written five. So please, again, consider subscribing to our newsletter, politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. I'm throwing it back into the feed again, and I got to get out of here. Got a long drive to make into town for our CEC meeting. So let's go ahead and say uh, my name. Oh, yeah. People in thumbs up today. What happened? We And we had a lot of rotation of people. Before you go, give me that thumbs up on, on YouTube, please. Throw up that thumbs up on YouTube. Please give us that thumbs up on. Wow. I'm hooked into some kind of a wire here. What wire is that? Give us a thumbs up on YouTube, folks. Please give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Uh, it's still just at 14. Well, we have a lot more uh, listeners than that. So, folks, I got to get out of here. Thumbs up. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I 
Um, what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.